How do you do, neighbor? It's Bree and Spirits time once again. The boys have gathered around, and they're ready for you. So join in, make comments, and study with the guys as they try to study as the Bereans did in Acts chapter 17. Now, here's the guys. Welcome back to another episode of Berean Spirits here on a beautiful Thursday morning in the Ozarks, it is anyway. We've got some beautiful weather today before some storms are headed in. My name is Chris Peltz. I am here in Springfield, Missouri, the preacher for the Southside Church of Christ, and we are shorthanded. <laughs> Josh is away from us. Uh, he'll be gone the next couple of weeks, uh, but uh, Richard, of course, is with us as usual with the Carney Church of Christ. Richard, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, man. I'm I'm hanging in there. Um, it's a little odd not having Josh. Got just so used to it. It's just, I don't know. Little, it's a little different for sure. Well, I'm sure he's out celebrating his birthday. He uh, he turned sixteen. <laughs> and, uh, he got his driver's license. And so, uh, he's wanting to drive his, uh, his dad's you know, car. He's got a VW. <laughs> uh, his dad wouldn't put an engine in it, but so he, but he puts it up on a hill and coasts down. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, being the redneck that he is, he's, he's hunting out of it. Oh yeah. It makes a great blind. Well, I don't know. He's just driving down the hill and looking for game and <laughs> just shooting anything that moves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he did have a birthday. I'm not kidding. I'm kidding about everything else, but, uh, he did have a birthday and, and, uh, yeah, he's in his thirties, I guess 31 isn't it. I, I don't know. He's getting up there though. Well, he's yeah, not he's the young a, whippersnapper. He used to be. He's a man now, I guess. He's <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we, we miss him. Oh, I sang man. to him. I actually, uh, I, I sang happy birthday to him in the best possible voice. I'm sure you can imagine. Oh man. Texas. I bet he appreciated that. Yeah. And then on Facebook, uh, you know, it, it, they always tell you, you know, it's, it's Josh's birthday today. Leave him a message. And so I did, I put, uh, who is this? <laughs> So that was my birthday message to him. Who is right. this? <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah, we miss him. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. We, we've got a program today. We're actually going to be talking about a subject that, while it's not you know high on our Wahoo list by any means, it is a request that has come in from some of our listeners um, with some questions about the subject of suicide. And there's a couple of things that I think is important to point out. First of all, right now, the, you know, it's considered the holiday season. This is uh, a time of year when suicide rates are higher uh, than in any other time of the year. And unfortunately, um, you know, that, that probably isn't going to change very much at all. But uh, it is something that I think is important for us to look at uh, from a, a, a biblical perspective because uh, there are some things that are said about it in the Scriptures, although 
it is not as cut and dry as as I used to think, and as many people think that it is. Uh, there are some, I think, subtle nuances that need to be considered and thrown out there um, for for this particular subject. Um, and so, without really further ado, we're going to jump right into it and and understand this that. Y- Yes, suicide is in effect self-murder. All right, I mean that's that's the idea uh, of you know taking one's own life, uh, murdering one's self, and so that's the idea of, of 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 suicide. And there are a lot of factors that go into why someone might do that, and and understanding first of all, Richard, I guess. The the biggest idea and, and thought is, you know, that it is that it's sin, right? And so we need we need to first of all establish that you know this is something that uh, is spoken against in the scriptures. Well, yeah, it, uh, it, it, it you know you called it mur- murder. I mean, someone may question whether it's murder or not because you know the, the argument in today's world is. Can a person do with their own body, you know, what they want to do with it? But, uh, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, the murder that you mentioned is wrong in Exodus 20, 13. And uh, it's reiterated by Jesus, you know, talking about the old law in Luke 18, 20. And uh, so, I mean, murder is mentioned. If it is murder, then yes, it is. But here's the here's the problem I have with it. And, and I... Uh, I do think it's murder, but uh, I don't have a scripture saying that taking your life is murder. But I do have this, and uh, and I think this is important for us to understand. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, and I want to look at this from an authoritative standpoint. When uh, Paul made this point, he says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. Now, he's talking about your body. And you have that from God. And he says, you are not your own. And and so the point being is, if, if it's not your own body, then you're going to have to have authority for what to do with it. And that's also spoken of in Romans 14, 7 and 8. Uh, when Paul said, none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. And then he says, so then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. And you're bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. You know, there you go. I mean, I think that's pretty clear clear cut uh, that uh, we belong to God. Uh, we have been purchased. We've been bought with a price. And, um, and, and so that's something we have to do. We have to glorify God in our body if we are going to do something like uh, in that service to God, then we need the Lord to be able to tell us, Hey, you know what? Your time's up, your time's over. And, uh, I don't know of a scripture that someone can go to that would, they would find that. And so that's why I would say that, uh, uh, suicide is murder or abortion or uh, suicide is a sin because there is no scriptural authority that uh, gives the Christian 
the right to be able to take his own life at his own discretion. And, you know, we, and we have, you know, examples of, of servants of God who were greatly uh, stressed, who were tempted with this, uh, but they didn't do that. And so, you know, that's something that I think needs to be noted. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, uh, it is it is a temptation, which we, we want to get into that for sure. But very quickly, I do want to point out that while I think the majority of people, when you think about suicide in the Bible within itself, they think about Judas in Matthew 27 in Acts chapter 1. Uh, but Judas by no means is the only person in the scriptures that fall under, under the realm of someone who committed suicide. While some of these, I think, are a little bit questionable. Um, uh, but I, I think it gives a little bit of light into sometimes, sometimes a, a mindset, but just very quickly, Abimelech in the book of Judges. Um, and, and so uh, Judges chapter nine, verse four, Abimelech uh, took his own life. Uh, Samson. Now, Samson is an interesting one. Um, and maybe we can come back to to that one in Judges 16, verse 30, because um, of the the circumstances surrounding uh, Samson um, taking his own life. Yeah, he would he would be one that I would almost say had authority to yeah. take his life. I mean, that there's an argument that could be made. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we can go ahead and, and talk about it because look at his situation there, you know, after being abused blinded, uh, beaten. Here he is shackled to these pillars, being mocked and ridiculed. And of course, in doing so, they were also mocking and ridiculing God at the same time. And so here he is in this, in this temple. Uh, and, you know, he prays to God, right? I mean, he, he prays to God uh, for strength, for one last act, um, and of course, uh, that act, you know, uh, caused his own death as well as more than he had ever killed prior in his life, you know, combined, uh, he was able to kill the Philistines, uh, in this, in this one act, but it, it did result in him, you know, taking his own life as well. But you're right. I mean, that there could be an argument made so that, you know, his, his is kind of a unique situation for sure. Yeah, um, and, and, well, he asked in verse thirty, "Let me die with the Philistines." Yeah, and and it was all based upon the Lord giving him that strength back, and the, the Lord did give him that strength back. And so, uh, you know, while he did take his life, I guess you could say with that strength, it was something that the Lord would have approved of because the Lord knew what was in his heart by giving him by giving him back his strength. I mean, right. that's what he, he called for. He says, uh, Samson called to the Lord, Oh Lord, please remember me and please strengthen me only this once that I may be avenged on the Philistines for my two eyes. And, uh, and, and then he said in verse 30, let me die with the Philistines. And, uh, so, I mean, that was, that was part of his prayer to God. So, yeah, I, I can't say that he is one that did not have authority. Uh, if the Lord didn't agree with it, the Lord would not have strengthened him. I would, I would imagine, but, uh, mm -hmm. needless to say, um, 
you know, this, this, this would have God's approval. It, yeah. Yeah. And, and with that said, I, I do think that's kind of a, a difficult text because especially when we have a preconceived idea, notion of, you know, of, uh, and making across the board statements, right. Um, cause this one kind of, it would appear goes against that. Um, but, but he's not the only one again. Uh, we've got King Saul and his armor bearer in first Samuel chapter 31, uh, in verses four and five, King Saul is one that, you know, who he was, he was wounded, right? I mean, here he is being wounded and, and was fearful that his enemy was going to come and, and take him. And, and rather than allow that to happen, first of all, he asked his, his armor bearer to run him through his armor bearer, didn't want to kill him. And, and we see certain reasons why David was adamant, right? About not taking Saul's life because he was anointed of God. And here was this armor bearer who was would have been had a close relationship with King Saul, refused to take his own life. And so Saul falls on his own sword, and then his armor bearer does the same thing. Uh, and so they they kill themselves uh, by falling on their own sword. Uh, so there again is another situation that um you know, when we look at this and what was taking place, granted, there are some circumstances in battle, um, you know, worried about what the enemy might do. I mean, we could try to justify and make excuses all day long, but nevertheless, the fact is he, he did take his own life. Um, that, brings up, that, that brings up that situation too. also brings up a good, another point. Yeah. Because there, you know, I, I don't know this per se, but I've seen in movies mm. that they give uh, uh, astronauts, you know, like uh, cyanide pills for if they get marooned and there's no hope, they can take those pills and end their own life. And, and that's kind of where I see with King Saul. I mean, he was at the point where uh, it wasn't going to be pretty for him. And so he decided to end it. And that brings up just another question, but uh, yeah, needless to say that. Uh, but but that, 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 that went through my mind. Sure. Yeah. And well, and and we'll come back to that thought in just a minute. Ahithophel, who is counseled Absalom against David, uh, in Second Samuel uh, chapter seventeen, verse twenty-three. Uh, didn't he, he? Is he the one that hung himself? I think. Yes. Yeah. So so he hung himself. Uh, Zimri. In First Kings chapter sixteen, in verse eighteen, um, he uh, set a, a house on fire and burned it down around him. King's house, yep. And then Judas, that we're all familiar with in Matthew chapter twenty-seven uh, and Acts chapter one, uh, that talks about his death and and him hanging himself, killing himself. And so let's go back to the idea, first of all, of uh, of the extenuating circumstances with Saul, for example, um, you know, in in the impending, um, you know, uh, oh, um, trial, I guess you could say that uh, that he was about to undergo. Um, first of all, I, I can remember. Growing up, there was uh, someone who, you know, I, I went to a very small school. My graduating class was 36 students. 
So a very small school. We Everyone knew everyone. And there was a, a, a kid uh, who was a couple of grades below me uh, who one day got on a school bus that, that I rode and later found out that over the weekend, his dad had hung himself. It was a very bad situation. And, you know, he, he the it basically turned out that here, here was a man who had no hope. Here was a man who who thought the only way out of a bad situation that he felt he found himself in uh, it was to take his own life, you know, not only to end whatever situation he felt he was in, but he thought that maybe it would help in some way, um, you know, his his family. And, 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 and of course, it didn't. Right. It, it was a very selfish act that it, that he that he that he did um with no regard really for his family uh but really it, it was it was a situation that he found himself in that it appears as though he he had no hope and felt that there was no other way and that's usually what happens uh, today when we hear about this subject and the uh people committing suicide is uh either they they feel as though they have no hope. They feel full of despair, and and they don't know where else to turn or what else to do. And they just want to get their life over with. And that's not a feeling that hasn't been uh, been brought up in Scripture, right, Richard? Yeah, and, and when you're talking about those outside of Christ. That that can be a, a, a that can be something that takes place because of sin. I mean, sin's not pretty. Uh, it has pleasure beginning, but I mean, the, sin can take you to some of the the deepest, darkest places you'll ever find. Uh, but if someone gives in to the temptation of suicide as a non-Christian, well, they're already outside of Christ anyway. Uh, the Christian, uh, and that's that's where I'm concerned of with this show, is uh, a Christian who is tempted with suicide. Uh, a Christian has Jesus Christ, and the, the Christian has hope, and the Christian should, as we already noted, respect the authority of God. And uh, if they're doing these things, then they're, they're not going to... Uh, fall in to uh, the temptation, which can happen. I think it can happen to anyone, but they're going to understand that this body is not my own. I'm going to have to uh, endure it. Uh, just like, you know, we have the example of uh, Job. You know, Job didn't understand why he was going through what he went through, but he still had faith in God. And uh, he did not do as his wife told him to do, curse God and die. Uh, and, you know, he didn't uh, partake in that. And why is that? Because of his belief in God. He believed that God was in control. He didn't understand it. And he didn't like it. But he didn't quit. And uh, And that's the thing for a Christian. A Christian needs to have that determination that they may not understand why they're suffering for Christ. They may not understand why they're tempted in such a way, but uh, you can't yield to it because uh, 
you have to understand that Jesus is in control and you belong to him. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we have some examples of those who attempted to take their life or were about to, and, and were stopped. And, and, um, and, and I actually hadn't thought of this, Richard was before we were going on the air, you brought up the Philippian jailer. And I was like, it was just like a light bulb came on and it was like, man, why, how did I miss that one? But the Philippian jailer was about to take his own life. And, and Paul, you know, cried out from within the prison and stopped him. And then notice what Paul did. He preached the gospel to him. And I think for the very reason you brought up just now is, is why we see kind of the events unfold the way we do is, is because Christ is the answer, right? I mean, Christ is that hope. He is that remedy for all things that are terrible about this world. He, he is the one that we should turn to and understand that um, that he is salvation. You know, even if if our life does end by by no means of our own, but you know, Christ is the one through whom we have hope of eternal life. Mm. Yeah, uh, there is a. Uh, trying to remember. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember exactly. Um, oh, okay. Romans 14, seven and eight. Oh, yeah, yeah. No one lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's you're bought with the price. Uh, that was the one I brought up earlier, but, uh, uh, to live as Christ to die is gain. That's the one I was thinking of. Um, oh, that's in uh, Philippians one. And that's a great passage. And in Philippians, there Paul's in prison, and you know he could have been really down and and despondent. I mean, he might even grieved of life, but uh, he saw it as an opportunity to be thankful because of what was happening because of his suffering. <clears throat> and and he makes this point, and this only happens in Christ. When he says, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death, he says, for to me, to live is Christ, to die is gain. And so we have to understand if we are still alive, then a Christian is to serve Jesus Christ. And, uh, and, and we need to think about what we are authorized to put to death. We don't put to death, you know, Jesus Christ. I mean, if we kill ourselves as Christians, in a sense, we are because we're supposed to be reflecting him. What we are supposed to put to death that's within us is uh, worldliness, the old the old self. That's what we're authorized to put to death. And so uh, that's what we need to be looking for. Uh, Colossians 3, 5, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Uh, you know, if, if we put those things to death, we have authority for that, but to put our life to death, which is there to glorify God, whether in life or death, <laughs> then, uh, you know, that, that would be taking, I would, I would think that would be something that would be akin to what we see taking place with Achan, uh, you know, after they conquered the, uh, uh, Jericho Jericho. Yeah. 
you know, he had taken all those treasures of uh, Jericho were supposed to go to the Lord's treasury, but Achan took some of those things. Um, I think they were called consecrated, which means sanctified for the Lord, set apart for the Lord. Uh, he had taken them and buried them in his tent. And uh, of course, because of that, him, his family, his livestock, everything he had, you know, were, were stoned. But uh, he took those things that belonged to God and, you know, he was killed for it. Now, what about a, what about a, uh, a Christian who puts his, I mean, you're taking something that belongs to God and you're putting it, to, you're saying, okay, enough is enough. You know, his service is over. I'm going to kill him. Uh, and talking about yourself. You don't have the authority for that. You're taking the accursed thing, just like Achan did. And so you got to be really careful about that. It may be the Lord's will for you as a Christian to suffer and suffer as Job did. You may be grieved because uh, that is the Lord's will. There may be a better, a greater good taking place by your suffering that we see that's taking place with the Apostle Paul in Philippians, the first chapter, when he's in jail. And so because of that, you're going to have to endure that by faith. And remember, to live as Christ, to die as grain. As long as the Lord puts you here on this earth to live your life, you have to glorify him no matter what the state is. And so, you know, that, that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah. I mean, Romans 8, verse 28, right? Um, you know, I, and I tell you, all things work together for good for them that love the Lord. It, it, not necessarily for your good, but for good, if you love the Lord. And so even if you are being persecuted, I think Paul's a great example of Philippians chapter 1, that even the, in these change, uh, in these chains, it worked for the furtherance of the gospel, right? God was being glorified even in the tribulation and trial that Paul was going through. But, it, but that brings up the ultimate question that everyone wants to know and that everyone asks. And it isn't a simple answer that people want, right? We all want simple answers, but there is no simple answer to this question. Is suicide the unforgivable sin? And it, it's it's not that simple, right? I mean, Richard's brought up several points that would almost make you say, yeah, absolutely it is. But there are some, some, again, extenuating circumstances that I think need to be addressed and talked about in answering that question. Uh, first of all, as, as one brother has pointed out in times past, I know, you know God is the judge. God is going to be the one who, who makes that judgment, first of all. Secondly, not all suicides are as instantaneous as... Uh, as we often think, we think someone took their own life, that it happened. They made that decision. It was over. And there was no time that took place after that. Uh, and that isn't always the case. Someone who overdoses on drugs um, and even some who have who have survived attempted suicides or, you know, it didn't happen immediately once they it took an action they then realize, you know, the mistake that they've made, the, you know, the sin they've committed. Uh, and before they died, I, you know, we don't know the state of their mind. We don't know what they were doing, what they were saying, what they were praying, 
you know, there are certain things we don't know between, you know, the time an action was taken and they actually died. Right. So that that is something I think has to be at least considered in this conversation. And mental state. Sometimes, you know, you, you don't know if someone's accountable or not. Um, yeah. And, I, know, and- I know someone who had chronic back pain that they could not do anything with. And, uh, you know, I, I really think that they just kind of went because of the pain. I think they went crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know that the Lord does. So, yeah. And, and there are certain, certain, uh, mental issues, you know, uh, that you're right. Their mental state is something that we don't always know about. If you're to that point, I guess there is some question as to mental state oftentimes, but you know, today you listen to a commercial on TV about a certain medicine or drug you know, that they're advertising for whatever ails you, right? And then at the very end, they they give their little disclaimer, you know, of side effects. And there are several drugs that are advertised today that the side effects are thoughts of suicide, you know? And so here you are, you know, being prescribed a medicine that you know, uh, that may induce something that otherwise you might not ever think about. Um, and so again, I don't think the, the answer is as cut and dry, uh, as we would like for it to be. But at the same time, we do know <clears throat> for those who are, have their faculties together, who have an understanding and, you know, have lost hope really are, are just not focused upon God. They're not focused upon Christ. Um, you know, in a general sense, there are exceptions to this as, as we've tried to note, uh, but uh, you, one of the best things we can try to do is be in contact with people, um, show love and concern and kindness towards them and, and share the gospel with them, share the hope of eternal life with them uh, because sometimes we don't know what people are going through. We don't know the struggles that they have, the the difficulties that they are having, because it, it is hard to share those difficulties with those around us. Uh, and 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 so, you know, sometimes just being there, right? When when I think Josh has brought this up in times past when he was there, you know, you look at the subject of or the the book of Job when his friends came in, you know, for a couple of days. They were just there without saying a word, right? And sometimes that's all it takes is just for someone to realize they're not alone, for someone to realize that others care uh, for them and about them, and ultimately letting them know that God, you know, cares and Christ cares, uh, and uh, and that they are there for us to cast our burdens upon Him. Yeah, and I think it's, it's important to point out there's no remedy outside of Christ. Uh, This, this body is meant to function in Christ. And that means everyone's meant to function in Christ. And you start uh, going off the reservation, then, uh, you know, you're, you're not, you're taking something that was not created to, was not designed for. I mean, it's like, I always use the analogy of trying to run a car off a lawnmower engine. It's not going to run very well. It wasn't designed for that. 
uh, you know, we were designed to glorify God. That's why we were made was to praise him and to glorify his name. And uh, if you're outside of Christ and you're suffering with the temptation of suicide, your only hope is Jesus Christ. Uh, if I didn't have Christ, I'd be right there with you. And and I could see how someone could be grieving of life if they're caught up in the, the dark recesses of sin. But for those who are in Christ who are suffering with that same temptation, there, as we pointed out already, there could be many reasons why you're suffering in that way. Uh, but if you do have your faculties, just remember, you don't have the authority to take your own life. We have a couple of comments here uh, I want to point out. Yeah, Chris go Kramer. ahead. Well, Chris Kramer, he uh, always has something good to say. Uh, if if everybody watching ever has a chance to watch Answering Religious Air, and uh, he also comes on Sunday evenings uh, with Truth and Reason. You might look for that. Uh, if uh, Chris wants to leave a link, that'd be nice. But uh, needless to say, uh, Samson, he says, does not justify suicide. No one takes their own life to bring down a nation of sinners. Even the Lord says it is an act of love to give one's life for his friends, John 15, 13. And he goes on to say that uh, I worked with a suicide prevention group a few years ago and found that the majority of those who take their lives are due to their mental state. And God will have to judge those situations. So, uh, yeah. Now, sometimes sin can, uh, you know, sin can destroy your mind and make you crazy. Uh, that's something to think of too. I I know uh, Christians, who not Christians, but uh, uh, I know of one particular man I'm thinking of, who uh, we had to withdraw from because of his drug use, and it has progressively gotten worse to the point where, yeah, I mean he's he's pretty nutty right now, and I would not all be surprised if he some you know one day I hear he's taking his life. Um, but that's because of his drug use mm -hmm. uh, and, and drugs, you know, a lot of people turn to drugs because of this. Uh, the only drug really a Christian should be taking that's not, you know, prescribed, uh, is the, uh, the drug of the gospel <laughs> getting high on Christ. Isn't that what they call it? But there's, <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good point. Yeah, I mean that, that's what we need to be focused on, and and uh, and I do want to make mention of one other group, and because I have seen this, uh, and that's the uh, elderly. Uh, when I worked at uh, an assisted living center, uh, you know, I was doing volunteer work. Uh, this came to my mind all the time. Ecclesiastes twelve one. Remember also your Creator in the days of your youth before the evil days come and the years draw nine, which you will say, I have no pleasure in them. There was a lot of these people, and I'm, I'm telling you, most of them, who had no pleasure in the life that they were having in that assisted living center. They were telling me they wanted to die. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if any of them had ever committed suicide or not, but obviously they wanted to die because they had no pleasure in them. 
in in life anymore. Uh, you know, that's, that's something you got to look for too. Um, you know, that, that can happen. And, and so again, we need to put our focus on Jesus. And, uh, as a Christian, we, you know, as Chris said, we need to be sharing Jesus with as many people as possible, because not only are you going to save souls with Jesus, you can be saving lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and one other thing uh, that I would point out is usually from, from what I understand and, and past experiences of, of things that have taken place and in, in my work and uh, that I've been involved in, usually there are attempted suicides that are not successful because they don't want them to be successful. A lot of times people do things you know, as a, to reach as a way of asking for help. And, and sometimes those, um, those attempted suicides and, and attempted, you know, ways of people asking for help either go, you know, um, you know, just kind of dismissed and, uh, you know, and not addressed fully. Um, and, and then they carry out a full, you know, um, the you know, execution, but, you know, a lot of times there are a lot of people that are asking for help in various ways. But as as Chris Kramer pointed out, um, I, you know, the majority of time when we hear about and see things about suicide, a lot of it goes to a mental state that we just don't. Uh, sometimes we don't know. Sometimes it is reflective of whether it is substance abuse or just you know some other mental disability. And, and certainly God will be the judge of that. And, uh, but, uh, it is a difficult subject, but it is one that needs to be addressed. And, and I hope folks who are considering or thinking about, or, or have these thoughts will talk to someone, reach out to someone. Um, and as difficult as it is, let them know about your thoughts and, uh, and, and ask for help. Right. And, and, and hopefully, you know, they will lead you, first of all, to Christ, but secondly, um, you know, let you know that, you know, Christ isn't the only one that cares and loves you, uh, but God's people do as well. And, you know, we we want the best for you. Uh, and the best for you is to live for Christ and to share in that hope and that to be that heir of God. Richard, uh, go he's got one more thing. Chris does one more yeah. thing. It's important for people to turn to the Lord, but we cannot ignore the need for professional help from time to time. Call a suicide prevention number. Yeah. Let trained people help you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts, Richard? Nope. That's, that's all I, uh, that's all I really want to uh, emphasize is uh, uh, if that's, Something that someone is having problems with, you know, look to Jesus uh, because he can make even your suffering joyful when you start thinking about what's in front of you and that there's there's a reason why you're suffering. And so, uh, you know, he can uh, he can he can help you with that. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he can give you another perspective than what the world is giving. And Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where yeah. Christ is seated at the right hand. And if you're going to put anything to death, as I said before, 
Put to death, therefore, what's earthly in you. Colossians 3, 5. Uh, that's what we are uh, authorized to, to do. Yeah, yeah. All right, folks. We appreciate everybody who tunes in and listens to Berean Spirits. Lord willing, we'll be back next Thursday and uh, hopefully talk a little bit about something a little bit more joyful uh, in and of itself as far as the topic is concerned. But until next time, remember to search the scriptures with Berean Spirits. Well, folks, that's all for today. Don't worry. Lord willing, the guys will be back next week for another Bible study on Berean Spirits. Until then, let the guys hear from you. Drop them some email at bereanspirits at gmail.com. They'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep studying that Bible.